This is part two of this week's Grace of the Rim podcast. On this episode, we actually talk about the All-Star Game. We are joined by our first ever guest as we break down the game and the halftime dunk contest. And then we look at what might be the worst coaching job in NBA history and try to talk ourselves off of the ledge. We then end with a mid-season look at some predictions that were made before the season, which will be up on our Twitter at Graze the Rim. Let's get to it. Alright, we're back. We are live. This is, I guess it's part two. This is episode, God, what did we say? What was the last episode? Was uh, that? Six and a half. That was, no, I thought it was five and a half. Uh, last one was yeah. five and a half. This is six and a half. This is part two. Uh, we're recapping All-Star Weekend this week. We're also joined by very special, this is our first intentional and human guest. Yes. This is, we had Roscoe, the current family dog, on as a background guest. Now we're having... The next most popular male in the current family, uh, Josh Curran, Seth's, or my co-host Seth's brother, Josh. Josh Curran. Josh. What Curran. it do? Yeah, there pretty, he is. Pretty low, pretty low on that uh, that Curran totem pole, but uh, it's tough competition. Get, it is. Someone sure. couldn't get any lower. Uh, I, well, we'll see. We haven't how, had, we haven't how, had our we haven't had our father on yet, so I, mean, I guess he's technically last. Uh, oh no, God. Uh, Here's a little here's a little intro for people. He, uh, our dad Corey has his own segment on this show that we have not released yet, but boy, it's a doozy. Look behind the curtain, Seth. You're yeah. super loud. What's up? Okay, I'll back up a little bit. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, less loud now. Yes, that's good. I think that's good. Talk for a sec. Hey, I'm Seth. What to do, baby? That's pretty good. Uh, yeah. Oh God, I think you're too quiet now. Okay, how about now? <laughs> Perfect. I'm better now. All right, so. <laughs> <laughs> so the reason we had our good friend Josh Curran on, because I mentioned Seth Curran and me, Robbie Thomas, the co-hosts, we were teammates in college. Josh Curran was a third teammate, if you can believe that. There were more players on the team. Josh was one of them. And we wanted an expert to recap this year's dunk contest. Dunk contest is a highlight of a lot of people's all-star game. Been a few great ones in recent years. And... Josh Curran, for those of you who don't remember, his most famous moment in college basketball was being dunked on so aggressively and so violently that he got him subbed out of the game. That's the story I'm sticking with. Josh, do you want to recap the story from your perspective? Yeah, I mean, we can we can go we can go uh, for that. Um, I wouldn't disagree with the assessment of the most known portion of the <laughs> um, kind of synopsis of the situation there, but. Let the record show that Robbie was already checking into the game for me um, when the and one foul dumped on combo situation happened. Okay. Um, see what had happened was uh, hot man. For those of you who don't know, uh, it's, a, it's a very common term in the basketball sphere. Um, that was me. I was the one who was supposed to be protecting the paint, protecting the basket um, in our defensive scheme at the time. Uh, ball got reversed a little too quickly for me, apparently. They had a giant Australian guy, and by the time I knew it, uh, his numbers were right in my face. There was a loud boom sound at the rim and a whistle. And before I knew what happened, I got called for a foul, dunked on, and subbed out of the game all within about a eight-second period. So, you know, that was, a, that was a yeah, trifecta, perfect, perfect storm. I got to um, say, when you said – Something was in your face, and it started with an N. I didn't think you were going to say numbers. No. Numbers. Yeah, so it could get worse, Josh. Thank you for keeping PG. That's fair. So you for, fair. you were just late to rotate, kind of tried to take a half charge, and yeah. just jumped straight no, over you. Yeah, there was no real thought process. In the, now, now did, no he, did he swing there, those legs weird. around? Did he swing those legs <laughs> he around? Did he did not. He did not. I avoided that situation. If he would have, I probably would have tried to give a piggyback ride or potentially would have. <laughs> You know, hit him with some sort of suplex move and tried to okay. get him back for what he did to me. But we we'll never know what what would have happened if he would have tried to try to okay. ride me. Right, okay. and then and then I was like you said, I was already at the scores table to check in for you, and it Correct. just looked like 
you were yeah. getting subbed out because of what just happened. Yeah, the thankfully, optics, yeah, the optics on that situation on my end were were not fantastic. But hey, thankfully, it is it is. thankfully, it was a home game, so you didn't have true. to deal with an away crowd. Not that if or and I didn't really have to deal with much of a home crowd. That's true. I was going to say if the away crowd was anything <laughs> like our home crowds, there would have been nobody there, so it wouldn't no. have been an issue, anyways. But yeah, so Josh is our is our dunk expert. Also, dunk can, expert. he can dunk, but that's not the point. I will say Josh has a has a great vertical. He has a great dunker. Didn't use it then. Exactly. Correct. Didn't help him in that situation. All right. Uh, So start with only if only. (laughs) Start with the dunk contest. So first of all, this dunk contest happened at halftime. Which how do you guys how do you feel about that? You know, I actually I thought it flowed pretty smoothly. Like I I didn't hate it. I hated the people that were dunking. Like right. But I didn't I didn't mind it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I like the for what we were given the format of a one night, you know, shortened All Star Weekend. All they call that a one night stand. Is yeah, yeah, yeah. That your one night NBA All Star stand of um, the the haves and the have nots that were the uh, dunk contest um, participants. Um, you know, I, I I agree with Seth. I think it flowed pretty well to have it at halftime. No one really, no one really cares if the halftime was, you know, 10, 15 minutes longer than it normally was. Yeah. Just filled with dunks instead of highlights, which we still got to see, anyways. Overall, overall, the the layout of it and the flow of it was fine, but the product that we saw on TV was less than desirable. I would say. Do you want me to go or you go? You uh, inhaled like you're going to talk. Also, it's like thunderstorming here. Did you guys hear that thunder? No. Well, no. See if, it, see if it makes an appearance. Didn't hear the tank on that one. Okay. Anyway, the um. Some of the dunks were nice. I don't understand having three dunkers. That yeah. pissed me off. Oh, yeah. So let's let's give context. So three dunkers, like you said. The dunkers were Obi Toppin, the rookie for the Knicks, uh, Anthony Simons, the second year player, right? Yeah. For the for the Trailblazers, and Cassius Stanley, rookie for the Pacers. 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 And yeah. and I, I got, I'm sure for the casual fan, those names were not familiar before the dunk contest. I consider myself more than a casual fan. And if you would have asked me before the dunk contest, hey, is Cassius Stanley, like where does he play for? I would have said Duke because I did not remember him being in the NBA. Yeah. And that goes to say that they're not household names at this dunk contest. Yeah, so that yeah, was, sure. was I, weird. I, Cash probably... Stanley's playing in the G League this year, um, <laughs> but they're like, "Oh man, he's got stupid him up. bounce." Yeah, okay. Yeah, and Simmons has been getting some some more playing time just with, with CJ being out, so he's got a little bit more exposure and some more kind of in game opportunities to, to yeah. show off his bounce. But yeah, yeah but, but I mean, but Cash Stanley's like the kind of that he was that tier below kind of Zion. Like that that guy that you saw just you've seen high school highlights of him dunking mm. um, that you saw and then like Rob said if if I wouldn't have like actually known you know oh he's he's in the G League I would have still guessed that he was either in high school or still on the roster because <laughs> well, I don't remember yeah. too many dunks from from his career at Duke either I think I think a tier below Zion is generous <laughs> calling him a single tier below Zion in terms of relevance but anyways okay so 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 the format of the dunk contest three guys. They did the traditional where they both do two rounds of dunks and then the best two scores advance. I mm-hmm. guess they just cut a fourth person for time. Yeah. Um, here's I wrote down some notes just kind of as things go. My first note, uh, they put Dwayne Wade in the commentary booth instead of the scoring table, which was a great decision. Because <laughs> for those who don't remember, Dwayne Wade most famous for shafting Aaron Gordon with a nine in the last dunk contest. Just last year. So good job not having him be the scores. Because and, and I will say the reason for that, and we we kind of saw it. Like good thing, Cassius Stanley blew his second dunk because human judges ruin the contest. Yeah. So so Cassius Stanley went first and had a I what I think was the best dunk of the first round, mm-hmm. and did not was would, not scored I think the night. great. I would say the night. You would say the night. That's actually that's, yeah. Yeah. I I would now that I think about it. I agree. He didn't get a great score. Luckily for the judges, he choked his second dunk. Yeah. So they could give him an excuse to not score him well so he doesn't make it. But if he had just done like okay in the second dunk and then not made it despite having such a good dunk, I think there would have been some questions. The problem for him is that he, he made it look so easy that that the judge was like, Oh, that's just a normal under the legs. So it was but so he, so yeah, it was it was an under the legs dunk, but it was I don't know. 
Good. He, he <laughs> went. He went. Yeah. He went under the leg that he jumped off of. So he had to switch legs right. in midair, which is incredible. So this is gonna. This is gonna be difficult. To get the ball under his legs. I was saying this is gonna be difficult trying to verbally explain these dunks. Yeah, we're gonna do our best. So yeah, kind of a wrong-footed between the legs dunk, and he's not. I mean, he's what like six four. Like he's not. He's a guard. He's not very tall. Uh, Obi Toppin, however, is tall. He's like <laughs> six eight or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Seth, you've said this in the past: the tall guys don't belong in the dunk contest. No, there's no room for them, and it's it's hard not to agree. Because it just doesn't look as impressive. Because he's so tall and so long. Unless your name is Chris Birdman Anderson. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's funny. Josh wasn't on this last episode, but we just talked about the last episode. (laughs) That's true, Josh. You're going to like it if you go back to listen to the last episode. Uh, But no, uh, there's there's no room for big men. And me and Josh were just talking about this this past weekend. That they do not belong. They can't do cool things. Whatever they do, it does not look cool. Because because they just don't have to jump as high to do the same things. And 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 like guys like Aaron Gordon who are tall but do incredible things, that's the exception to the rule. Yeah, because yeah. it's so incredible. Despite well, being tall. multiple multiple time dunk contest champion Dwight Howard, trash dunks. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's true. I forgot he's won multiple. He, he last year he did it right. He did the dunk contest last year. I don't know. If, I don't I, remember. I think he did. <laughs> oh man. Okay. So, Kaiser Stanley choked his second dunk. So he, he was an easy cut to the final mm-hmm. round. And so then the final round, because of time, they only did one dunk each. And instead of doing a score, the judges just picked which one was better. Because of last year. Because, yeah. Yeah, which, thanks to Dwayne Wade. Exactly. Which I think, if they, if they I think if it's obviously in the future they'll do it longer because they'll have more time. This is condensed, mm-hmm. like you guys said. Um, if they would do like best of three. Yeah. Like, who has the better dunk? I think that would be awesome. The one dunk was very underwhelming because it's like, all right, I want to see I want to see something. Now we got our finalists. Let's go. And they both did one dunk, and that was it. What, what was your take? So, so Anthony Simons won. What was your take? So, Anthony Simons. Simons won. Is it Simons or Simmons? Simons. Anthony I Simons. wrote down Simmons. Okay. God, I, yeah. Like I said, I'm cutting this. Anthony Simons won. Give me your yes. thoughts. So, what he did for his final dunk. So he's like, what did we decide how tall he is? Did we decide? No, he's not as tall as Obi. I feel like he's in the middle. <laughs> anyway, I'll look it up. How about anyway, that? Okay, so his his game four. plan. All right, okay, he's good. Six four. So his game plan is to jump, show how high he can jump. Right. Which I've seen him play quite a bit, and I had no idea he had that much, like he had that kind of vertical. So his plan for his last dunk was to try to kiss the rim, jump that high that is that his lips are at the rim. And if you're going to commit to that, you got to commit to it. you got to do it. He we backed away. He, yeah, he needs to have – I want blood coming out of the mouth. I want to maybe put a mouth guard in beforehand. I want you to throw in your face at the rim. That's a that's a 50 for me. Right. I, he didn't. Helmet, and he didn't. Um, I, yeah. What, what did you think, Josh? Yeah, I mean, I agree. I mean, that, was, that was kind of the point of his – for those of you who didn't watch his his dunk um, at the very beginning, he put, uh, he put like a suction cup mini hoop up probably a foot or so above the backboard up near the top of the square. And it was kind of the same deal. Like Seth was talking about, let's just show people how high I can dunk, like how high I can jump and dunk from the level of difficulty. As far as the movement on the dunk was it high. He jumped up very high, grabbed the ball and kind of finger tipped over the rim. Yeah. that. In. So he, he did a good job of showing people like, man, this dude has like stupid <laughs> bounce. But as far as like, and, and the, my take on the rim thing is, yeah, like don't get me wrong. Like, it's, it's got to take some stones to just like full speed run at a steel cirque cylinder, you know, 10 feet off the ground and just put your face on it. But he didn't do it. And, you know, he closed his eyes and maybe thought, hey, I might, you know, just take a chance, see if I kiss it. But he, he backed away. And he flinched. He, he definitely he flinched. Flinch. Yeah. He flinched. He yeah. played chicken with the rim and the rim won. <laughs> he but blinked. Exactly. He did dunk it and he did jump very high. And I, you know, with the two that I was given to choose from at the, um, and there, I definitely would say that Simmons was was more impressive. That's than... interesting. I I disagree because, like you said, both of his dunks were just how like there was no basketball skill involved in his dunks. Like you could you could get an Olympic high jumper from some African or Asian country that's never seen a basketball, and they could do those jumps. Do you know what I mean? Like there's yeah. there's no skill. Like like Obi Toppin did it like a like not quite free throw line, but like a jump really far between the legs dunk. For his final dunk, like that's at least skillful. Like it's hard to do. It's got timing and stuff. He just like like 
Simon just jumped really high. He did it twice. So, but the second time he did it, I just I wasn't that impressed. So I would have yeah. given it to to Toppin just because. I'm, I'm with you on the on like not being impressed, but I've never see, so that's what I'm saying. If Simon would have thrown his face against the rim, I'm for it. But I've seen because I haven't seen that. I've right. seen people jump and go between the legs from further than Obi Toppin went out. Like Zach Levine did it. Uh, I mean, it, it was it was a good full step inside the free throw line, and it it just didn't really excite me. Nothing yeah, really excited. Fa- it has that fact, like you were talking about, like just kind of. He's a big dude. Like, it just doesn't look that cool. We've seen it before. Yeah. And the the one he did in the previous his previous dunk where he jumped over two people, like that the final dunk was really underwhelming even compared to his own dunk. Well, first so of all, gonna leave us with that one. It was that's a like, eh. so so one of his qualifying dunks. He got his dad, and then who was the other? It, it was, was Julius Randall. It was Julius Randall. Okay. Yeah. Uh, right. To stand there, and he he like kind of windmill jumped over him. He totally pushed off. Yes, L- like sure. he, he pushed it like like DQ it. I, I don't can know I, what. Like, can I, I hate jump that. in here real quick? Yeah. So could you imagine how? Fu- so Julius Randall is the Knicks All Star. He's the reason they are doing so well this year. Could you imagine if Obi would have hurt him trying to jump <laughs> over and just ruin the Knicks season? <laughs> that would have been hilarious. That's true. But but I hated the push off. Uh, other thing. Oh, qualifying dunks. Other notes. Uh, Anthony Simons. Pulled out a T Mac Raptors jersey. Yeah. Uh, good call to copy T Mac and not Vince Carter. Do right. you do you remember if you, Donovan Mitchell did it? It was not impressive. He did a, tried to do the Vince Carter three sixty windmill and just made Vince Carter look that much better because he showed how difficult it was because he did not look very good. Good and call. Donovan Mitchell still won. Good call. Don't copy. Copy the lesser of the two Rockets players. Not the T Mac wasn't awesome, but good call not copying Vince Carter. Yeah, Vince Carter has iconic dunk contest dunks. That's right. Um, other things. Oh, uh, Kenny Smith was, was too much mic time. Was my other notes. I don't know if yeah. you guys listened to it. Yeah, he had a lot of comments before and after every dunk. Everything's a ten. Yeah, and, and it was he was like predicting the dunks and and, and or trying to predict the dunks. Yeah, yeah like, and sometimes the explanation was he like he would just go on this like two minute just synopsis of the dunk. It was like yeah, we watched it. <laughs> like if i'm if i'm listening to you talk on the tv i also saw the dunk on the tv so like yeah i saw what he did i uh all right i didn't do you guys have anything else dunk contest no no dunk contest later, not, not, really. not great underwhelming yeah underwhelming. i think so too but like you said given the circumstances i'm True. fine with well, on to the actual the main event all-star game itself i one thing that i love about the all-star game as long as i've been alive there have been a lot of twists, a lot of changes, but one thing has been certain that it is the All-Star Game is the best collection of basketball talent in the world for that year. Yeah. You'll never see a better talent on either team. And every year, the NBA has to figure out how do we get these guys to care. And I love that. Yeah. So, uh, Go ahead. I was going to say, so, so Team LeBron beat Team Durant. I love that, that they get to pick which name they use. It was Team LeBron, Team Durant, because I guess Team Kevin doesn't sound as cool. No. But uh, well, was Team LeBron beat Team Durant. It wasn't ever really that close. What did you guess? Oh, so, so can somebody explain the, the scoring system? One, for well, our so, listeners, and two, because it's weird. Yeah, so so they play four quarters like normal, but each quarter is its own game. The reset so, after So each the winner quarter. of each quarter, they win some um, money for whatever charity. So just to clear it up, Team LeBron's charity won all four quarters. And so Team Durant was just, fuck them kids. They're not getting any money, basically. <laughs> and then, so after the, the three quarters are over, there's still a running score from each quarter. So let's say it was like 140 to... So do they just they just basically, they reset the scores each quarter, but they they keep the scores. They, they hide the score scores. Yeah. And then they bring them back. So yeah, so after the three quarters are up, um, they add 24 onto whoever's winning for Kobe, 24. And that is the target score. So the first team to reach, let's say like Team LeBron was winning after the third quarter. They add 24 points to Team LeBron's, and that's how they get their final number. So Team Durant was down like 20 going into the fourth quarter. So they'd have to win the fourth quarter by like 40. Like they'd have to get to 44 points before Team LeBron got to 24 points. Right. Um, and they didn't. They got <laughs> uh All right. So, w- what were thoughts? My, I'll tell you my first thought. I was going to text you guys this. I didn't because it would make me sound cooler on this. 
literally like the second offensive possession for Team LeBron. Giannis catches it like top of the key. There's like an in and out hesitation. Drives hard, right-handed dunk. It's like, all right, he wants to win MVP. Yes. And I love that there's like this there's it's like this thing where it's like it's not cool to try to win MVP. So you have to like everyone wants it, but no one wants to act like they want it. And this is where Giannis is at a disadvantage because, like, if Steph Curry wants it, he just jacks 43s, mm-hmm. and it looks like he's not trying. He's just messing around. Giannis has to go shoot a bunch of layups. And he did. And he did. I, I will say there was one person that looked like they really won an MVP, and that was Kyrie. Kyrie. <laughs> <laughs> that dude was trying hard. Did he, I assume, was he the leading scorer for Team Durant? Team I Kevin. Don't know. They I got the call Team Kevin. I don't know. They sure did. <laughs> Um, I will say there was a speaking of Giannis won MVP. There was one where Giannis caught in a fast break. Oh yeah, just, Giannis won MVP. I don't know if we said that. Yeah. Uh, he, by the way, he was he 16 succeeded. of 16, <laughs> 35 points on 16 of 16, including multiple banked in threes. Yeah, banked, um, yeah just ridiculous <laughs> shots. They were like, all right, at this point, there's no one that's going to catch him. So, so Giannis caught one like a full court heave, and it was him, and then Jokic on the same team was trailing him. Instead of tossing a lob off glass to Jokic, he just does a basic one-hand dunk. It's like, come on, man. This <laughs> yeah. is what the All-Star game is for. We need to see Jokic, Jokic right. catching lobs. Right. There were multiple fast breaks that Giannis had, like, somebody with, whether it was Jokic or whoever else, he had somebody that was, like, right next to him that he easily could have just dumped it off to to get them. He could get his assist numbers up. Yeah. But he was just, he was just yeah, give me that, you now, know, seven-foot, 12-foot wingspan. Mm-hmm breakaway dunk that we've seen so many times josh I, I i showed you this this tweet i don't remember who tweeted it but it's a highlight of Jokic's actions in the during the all-star game it is one of the most oh, enjoyable yeah. videos i've ever seen uh Jokic was out there having the time of his life <laughs> dancing just jumping around oh it was it, it's it's on it's on our twitter at Grace the rim check that out uh, if you want a good laugh all right good uh all right i oh other notes i had the I realized or like as it was happening, I remembered it was in Atlanta because Atlanta's on court commentator is the most obnoxious commentator in all of sports. I remembered him because I from watching old Kyle Korver highlights. <laughs> whenever somebody on like that he likes makes a three, he says I'm not going to replicate it because I also my voice is deep and two I hate it. He says their name and then he says for three and just says three in as high of a pitch as he can. Mm. And it's like I could just, I hear it in the background of the game, like over oh. the loudspeakers, and just hear that high pitched three, and I hate Ew. it, and it's annoying, and it was like war flashbacks. And speaking of commentators, I don't like Reggie Miller and Chris Webber tag teaming this commentary. Couldn't be worse. Was a struggle. <laughs> I don't. I tell you, I don't even remember why. Like, like Chris Webber's not a good commentator, but there's a lot of guys that aren't necessarily that good. I don't know why I hate Chris Webber as a commentator so much, but it's just in, it's burned into mm-hmm. my head that I don't yeah. like him. Yeah, for no reason. He's not good, but I, I, I really don't like him. And, and yeah, him, and Reggie, like, him and Reggie catch a lot of hate. Yeah. I like like I actually like listening to Reggie Miller call games, though. He's definitely better I, than Chris Webber. And I don't mm-hmm. like Chris Webber. And maybe, yeah. it is, maybe it is just that like I knew early on that Chris Webber wasn't like that good of a commentator. Or so many people were tweeting or talking about how bad a commentator was, and I was just like, jumped on that bandwagon. Like, yeah. Oh yeah, he sucks. He's terrible. And every time he's on a game, I'm like, oh god, Chris Webber's calling the game. Like, is there anything else on TV? Or I, you know, watch it on mute. <laughs> or mute. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So can I can I say this? Like, normally you think of All Star games, and you're like, oh, these dudes are just doing highlight dunks. But this year it was Steph and Dame pulling from half court. Oh, it was so exciting. Back to back sequence was awesome. At half, yes, and then Dame ended up hitting a half court game winner. Just because they were, they needed three points to win. Mm-hmm. Dame was also court, missed. Both of those guys were down. sneakily going for MVP. Like they were shooting a lot. Yeah, Dame especially because yeah. Dame didn't didn't start, he didn't play that much, but he was jacking when he was out there. He was shooting like seventy percent from you know thirty five feet plus. <laughs> like he was just, like he was just launching, and they were all going in. So Same with Steph, there but was. I, I thought it towards the end there that Dame actually had a legit shot at MVP. Not. I mean, not a legit, legit, just because you know Giannis didn't miss and scored thirty-five points. But yeah. the way I mean, Damian's Damian's thirty-two. The way he got those were significantly more impressive than the ten dunks that Giannis I'm, had. I'm going to say one thing positive that came out of the All Star game was so Dame. I said Dame hit the game winner from half court, and after the game, Paul George finally admitted that he was wrong in saying that that is a bad shot for Damian Lillard. <laughs> did you see that? Yeah, I did see that. 
Send we, them home. We didn't get to see as much Steph and LeBron as I would have liked. LeBron, LeBron didn't play the whole entire second half. <laughs> he played um, like ten minutes. Yeah. In the game. But but the, I don't know. Did you see the sequence of LeBron doing the chalk toss and Steph? Yes. Like, that, yeah. I love that. I don't that know why. Yeah, I, that I love fun. that. Yeah. I wanted to see more of it. All right. Good uh, All Star. Yeah. Anything else? All Star game. Yeah. I mean, it's fine. I, I'll, at this point, all I hope after seeing that is that LeBron and Steph team up at some point. Don't really care. It's going to be LeBron's going to be forty-five years old. You know, Steph's not going to be trailing too far behind him at that point. But right, that would be fun. Steph would be a, a fun teammate. I didn't hate <laughs> yeah. him. All right. Uh, <laughs> that that is one thing that the, the the this weekend showed me just was Steph in the three-point shootout. And you know, we've known it as the most of his career at this point. But just being a LeBron fan, it was so easy to hate Steph Curry and anything that had to do with him with the Warriors, especially when they were at the, you know, their prime and peak, and he was, like, kind of cocky with it, too. And he's just like, God, I don't want to like him. He's so good. But mm. now it's just kind of like, you know what? Steph and LeBron have nothing but respect for each other and watching yeah. Steph Curry at this point. It's just kind of you got to just enjoy it while you can watch those guys play because there's not going to be, an, you know, another LeBron or another Steph yep. um, as far as I can see. Well said. And Warriors are bad, so it's fine. Yeah. yeah, that makes it that makes it better. <laughs> All right, still uh, that, that's a good segue into our next. They're bad, ooh, but they are still. Somehow, that is a good segue. So they're still somehow better. So significantly, you so Seth, you're famous on this podcast. All our listeners know you're a big Timberwolves fan. Josh, what? cut from the same loin, seed yes. from the same loin. How does that yes. phrase go? Chip off the old block. Twinkle in my father's eye. Um, both big Timberwolves fan. I was so we've talked about him a lot. I figured that we could kind of. I don't want to talk about him anymore, not because I don't like him, but because we've talked about him plenty. So this this episode, we're going to focus, dial on the Timberwolves. I was, I was actually thinking, could you guys give us like a quick State of the Union on the Timberwolves this year? Like, what's the situation? As far as less, how they're doing? Yeah. Bad. Less, that's, than, less than desirable. Okay. Um, uh, so say, uh, statistically, factually, the worst team in basketball. <laughs> do, you do you concur with that? I, I do, unfortunately. Their, their roster is constructed a little bit better than some other teams, such as the Pistons, I believe. Uh, but Cat, their one glimmer of hope, has been hurt for most of the year and then also had COVID and was out for a while. Uh, and then we, you know, we got the Malik Beasley suspension, um, and D'Angelo Russell's been hurt. So to sum it up, they're 7-29 and at the All-Star break. Okay. Firmly last place in, in all of the NBA. So... They got their worst record on lock. The reason I wanted to talk to you guys is I listened to another NBA podcast, and I'm not going to shout them out. We'll tell you what. If they shout us out, I'll shout them out. Deal. Don't want to give free business away. But um, an, an unnamed analyst said that in his almost 20 years of covering the NBA, this current Timberwolves job is the worst coaching job he's ever seen. And we mentioned a few weeks ago Chris Finch who was the assistant for the Raptors, just took this job. So he was referring to Chris Finch. It's just <coughs> the worst opportunity in the last... I'm going to redo that. Tell me you're going to cough so I can... I took a drink and then... <coughs> <coughs> it almost killed me. Okay. Okay, I'm, I'm good. Yeah, the, two, the, the two wolves Kool-Aid, that'll do that. That'll <laughs> so, uh, I'm probably just going to keep that. That's good. That's fine. Uh, okay, where was it? So Chris Finch, the Raptors assistant coach, just took this job and this guy said... It was the worst coaching job he'd ever seen. So I'm going to break down a few reasons why he said that, and then you guys are going to... Double down. <laughs> uh, sell him. Sell Chris Finch. You're going to Triple defend the Timberwolves. That's right. So Chris Finch, this is he's walking into a complete political nightmare. The way that he got the job was denounced by the Coaches Association, so not looked on well by other coaches. It was a mid-season change. He went from one team to another, so he had no prep time to get to the team. Because of the pandemic and how the schedule works, they have no time to practice. They are the worst team in the league, like you said. They have no cap space. They probably won't have a draft pick. If their pick falls out of the top three, they lose it for nothing. And their team is sort of for sale? Yeah. Um, why don't you start there? Explain to me what's going on with that. They're sort of so, for sale. Yeah, so... I it all starts with ownership of the Timberwolves. It is a disaster from the top down. So Glenn Taylor is the owner of the Timberwolves. If he were of the Knicks, he would be just as hated as James Dolan. The just, Timberwolves just don't have enough fans to be mad enough about it. Okay. Uh, but the small amount have been yelling at him to sell the team. So he's kind of selling 
he's listening to offers, but no one thinks he's actually really listening to these offers. For instance, KG's ownership group um, put a bid in to buy it, and now KG's pissed off because Glenn Taylor said, I never even saw your bid. Uh, but apparently there's, there's multiple suitors looking for this job, or looking to buy here. So he's on the team since 95, as long as we've been alive. The KG years were the peak. That's all there's been. Uh, Glenn Taylor is the reason that Kevin Garnett's jersey is not hanging in the rafters of the Target Center. They haven't Kevin retired Gar- his jersey? No, Kevin Garnett said he will not have his jersey retired as, as long as Glenn Taylor is the owner. Wow, okay. So it's, it's on KG's terms. He won't, he won't do it. Um, he's also the man that signed Andrew Wiggins to a, the disaster of a contract. Um, and all it took was Wiggins to promise that he'd work harder. And wow. that, was, that was the handshake agreement uh, to get that uh, contract. And he's also, he's also the mastermind of the worst under-the-table contract deal of all time. Just a short synopsis. He, he, uh, for a journeyman, he, they broke uh, rules in salary and stuff like that to get to, for their contracts. It ended up leading to him getting fined almost $2 million, and they lost five straight draft picks um, because of this under-the-table deal that they made. And the then-GM, Kevin McHale, said, everybody in the NBA is doing this. We're just bad at it. And if that's not just a way to sum up the Timberwolves organization, then I don't know what is. Wow, okay. Yeah. Can't even cheat correctly. Exactly. But I digress. Let me get let me get into the reason to be optimistic. Josh, first of all, what do you have here? What do you think about it? Uh, I mean, we've had you and I have went back and forth kind of throughout this season on our feelings about the roster. I think it's a little bit better than you think it is. Um, well, hang on. How good, how good is a little bit better? Well, Seth thinks it's just a again. We've kind of bounced back and forth. Seth thinks it's just a kind of kind of thing, just like a dumpster fire. But I don't think it's quite that bad. There are definitely worse rosters out there, like Seth said, the Pistons. There are other teams that aren't that don't have the pieces. The unfortunate thing for the Teals is all their all their cap space. They're they have just some less than desirable contracts. I will say though, just if you are trying to be optimistic, it's it's got to all revolve around one man, Carl Anthony Towns. Um, just prolific big. He hasn't been able to stay healthy, so we haven't really been able to see, you know, what that jump would look like alongside his buddy D'Lo this year, who's also been hurt. Um, we added Malik Beasley, who's a you know great scoring piece um, from the Nuggets that we got last year, who's just kind of a quick bucket, averaging over 20 points a game this season. Seth mentioned his kind of off the court troubles, which have been kind of okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's a thing. It's a thing that's uh, happening. And then we have the number one draft pick, which it appears may we, – we drafted Anthony Edwards, for those who don't know, out of Georgia, um, which it was kind of a – he kind of had some red flags coming in, uh, mainly saying that basketball is just kind of a thing he did, yeah. um, which was was a comment that made me kind of go, oh, so didn't he say didn't, didn't he say he would rather play football? Like, yeah. Like he, if, if he got yeah, an offer in the was, NFL, he yeah, would take it, it or something like, like that? Yeah, it's just like basketball is just like what I do. It's just like, all right, well, we had the Andrew Wiggins situation who, where Seth said he promised he would get better, and he lied about that for seven seasons. Um, but Anthony Edwards has been surprisingly good. Um, he's been really, you know, a spark. He's been instant offense as well. Volume he, shooter he, more than He is not sport. afraid to shoot. That is what yeah, I he's, a, he's, he's definitely a volume, volume shooter more than a, a strictly a scorer, but – um, as far as rookies go, you know, he's right there. I, he's not going to win rookie of the year, um, but, uh, he's right there. He's right there in the mix. I think he's definitely a piece that the Wolves can continue to, to build around, especially with Towns, D'Lo, Beasley. We've got a couple other surprise guys that have played really well this season. Jade McDaniels, another rookie has been kind of a, a pleasant surprise and Nas Reed's been given some good offense off the bench. But yeah, Ricky Rubio has definitely been a letdown. But I think again, just some of the names I've named, there's definitely there's pieces there that that would lead you to believe that they have a chance to be a contender for a you know seven eight seed at some point. But it just we've also been thinking that for the past God knows how many years, and it just right. it just never comes to to pass. So who knows? They might be just destined to be a bottom three team in the West for all eternity. I don't know. <laughs> let me let me give some reasons why Chris Finch should be optimistic. Yeah, yeah, um, we need some positivity. It's so he has a chance here to be beloved. They are this fan base. We are so desperate to cheer for a winner. Back in 2018, uh, the year they made the playoffs with Jimmy Butler and won a game. They the won playoffs. a game. So right. as I say, Josh and I made a trip up to the Target Center 
uh, to watch that game that they won. So game three of the first round against the Rockets, the one game they won, the place was rocking. I mean, the Wolves fans were screaming, Wolves in six, uh, even though they got drilled the first two games and got drilled the next two games. Boy, were they optimistic, and we were loving it. Um, so if you can come here and you can win, uh, they will love you. Because, But the problem is there's only been one coach in history with a winning record. That was Flip, uh, Flip Saunders. The other 12 coaches in history have all had losing records. Uh, so good luck. But the good news is, like Josh said, you have a who I truly believe is a generational talent. Carlton Towns is unbelievable. Uh, can he stay healthy? Got to hope so. But... A lot of teams, when new, when coaching jobs come available, it's usually because the team's bad, the team is kind of tanking, heading in a new direction. But here, Gerson Rosas, the GM, kind of has a target on his back now. Um, he's a disciple of Daryl Morey with the Rockets, who never let a trade deadline pass without making a move. He's the cut of the same cloth. So you have a GM behind you that's really, really trying to win now, who is going to be willing to take some riskier moves to get you more talent. So as as far as that goes, I think I think that's a reason to be optimistic. You got a GM that's backing you. You're not just going to be forced to lose games, um, and he's going to help try to get you as much help as possible. Well, you don't have to be forced to lose games. That comes naturally. With the Wolves, it does. I, I mean, I get it's not an ideal place to be, but as far as a lot of other head coaching jobs that become available, um, at least you have that going for you. And it is a head coaching job. Exactly. That's not true. too many of those around. Um, and at this and at this point, I think I mean. As as the Wolves sit as a as a franchise and, and this kind of outlook moving forward, just what the the trades they've had to make in the past and just decisions that have been made as far as uh, personnel and draft picks and stuff. We if we don't get a top three, if our draft picks only top three protected for this next year, so our kind of option at this point is tank or tank. You know, and well, pray to God that you get a top three pick. Otherwise, <laughs> your pick is useless and it's going to the Warriors, who yeah. are going to you know somehow get another great player. Clay will be healthy and they'll go on to. So I wanted to talk about that because that is one of the juicier storylines going into the offseason is that this year is is a very good draft class that that supposedly there are four or five guys that would have been in contention for the number one pick this last season. And the Timberwolves traded their number one pick this season. They traded it last year, last deadline, last year to get D'Angelo Russell. And the pick is top three protected. So if the pick falls out of the top three, the Timberwolves lose it. If it goes in the top three, the Timberwolves keep it, and the next year's pick goes to the Warriors. I wanted to break down the odds of them landing a top three pick because I think that, like I said, juicy, watching those lottery balls fall <laughs> is going to be very nerve-wracking for Timberwolves fans. Yes, very fun for everybody else. So they've changed how the lottery works to try to dissuade tanking. So the bottom three teams... I'll have the exact same odds of getting a top four pick. So they all have a 14% chance of getting the one, 13.5 of two, 12.73, 12.0% four. So it comes down to what, like 40? Well, oh, so you guys need top three. So it's like it's like, it's like 38% 40%. chance. Or it's like, I can't do math. Somebody help me. It's like 40. It's like 40%. 40% chance. It's like right at 40. 40% chance of landing in the top three. The the so the Timberwolves have a forty seven point nine percent chance of it landing at number five, and so the way the rest of the lottery works is it's kind of weird. I don't know why they do this. That every team in the lottery, which is every team that misses the playoffs, fourteen teams, they all have a chance at getting a top four pick, but just like the, the number fourteen team has a ninety seven and a half percent chance of getting the number fourteen pick. So for example, like the number eleven team, they have a a less than a one less than 0.1% chance of getting 14. They have a 0.5% chance of getting 13. They have a 12.5% chance of getting 12. And then they're the 11th worst team like I said. They have a 77% chance of getting the 11 and then a very yeah. small like a 8% chance of it falling in the top 4. So every team has a chance of being in the top 4. And if but you not a good one. Exactly. And if you're so like the 11 seed if you fall above the 11, so if you're now fall, if you land above the 11, you're guaranteed in the top four. So if you're outside of the top five and you are above your estimated spot, you're guaranteed in the top four. I don't know why they do this. But basically, the point of the story is the Timberwolves have to get the top three pick to keep their pick. They have a 40% chance of it being a top three pick. And as we've talked about, 
uh, fortune has not been on the side of the Timberwolves historically. And this yeah. is a very good draft. Yeah. Any in the yeah. top three would be a, I don't want to say generational, but would be a great impact player with superstar potential. That is an ultimate. Stay tuned. It'll be very exciting to see where their pick lands. And, Pray for us. That's what I say. And I don't think this helps the yeah, case no. of the new coach. No, I mean, yeah, I mean, and the one year we got, the one year we got the number one overall. Don't get me wrong. There's some some really good quality players, but last year's draft compared to this upcoming year's draft is not even close. Much weaker, yeah. And you picked the worst player out of the top three. So apparently, that's allegedly. A, well, you you definitely didn't pick Lamelo. We missed Lamelo. We missed that, which Lamello. is Lamelo. Yeah, Lamelo's leading every single major statistical category. <laughs> and and I tell he's, you what, he's averaging more rebounds a game than Wiseman. What really hurts is that the Timberwolves didn't pick him just because of fit, because right. they already because had D'Angelo Russell yeah. on the ball, and they didn't want to put Lamelo off the ball, so they picked Anthony Edwards, who can play off the ball allegedly. And here we are. Shooting, but guard. to be fair, I mean. To be fair, I, I don't know, you know, kind of how much this is worth, but he has the the dunk of the season so far. He does have the dunk. It's of the Not season. worth anything. <laughs> okay, I love uh, it. We're recap supposed to be optimistic. We're supposed to be optimistic. Recap remember? for me. Why? Why? Because at this point, Chris Finch is putting a rope around his neck. Tell me why? Why <laughs> we didn't we do that? Sold him. We, didn't. we haven't sold it. What, what is he excited about? He said about D'Angelo Russell is on your roster. Not D'Angelo yeah. Russell. Towns and D'Angelo Russell are on your roster. Malik Beasley will get out of prison eventually. Uh, no, no, no. He's not even in prison yet. <laughs> no, not yet. He'll go to prison and then he'll get out. He's just this serving his league suspension right now. How long is he suspended for? It was 12 games, so okay. I think there's like seven more or something like that. He just needs to do his time during the season because him being on the court doesn't affect our actual win percentage anyway. So. <laughs> Who... Yeah, well, he'll get reps in it, you know, play some yard ball. I bet that they got some good runs. I bet. Yeah, that's so crazy. He's just going to <laughs> prison. <laughs> he's gonna get it's jacked. a correctional he's, facility. Okay, <laughs> he's gonna get. He's gonna get jacked. Oh gosh! All right, let's move. Let's move. Who, on. who else is on the Timberwolves before we go? Hopefully Casual not. Fans. Hopefully, who, Ricky Rubio is not on the roster much okay. longer. How about that? We got fifth. Well, we got. Fifteen days, we got about two weeks yeah. to see what kind of happens where those cards fall. But yeah, Rubio's been a major, major disappointment. He's getting out assisted a game by Jordan McLaughlin off the bench, who's playing half the minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, Chris, Finch, no cap space. Who's buddy. who's taking all your cap space that you don't have? Well, D'Angelo Russell and Ma- and Kelly Towns are both max players, oh, and then Rubio is making seventeen million dollars. Like seventeen a million, but it's yeah. last year, right? Is this the last year of his deal, Rubio? Uh, he's got two more. Two more or one more? This one and Can't another be, one. Okay. Yeah. This, yeah. And then, I, again, wow. I, like I mentioned, I think Jordan, uh, Jade McDaniels has been a, a pleasant surprise um, off the bench. His numbers don't really scream out at you, but he's averaging uh, five, three and a half a game in 19 minutes. He's giving him a little something, a little spark. He's a rookie, glimmers of hope, which we also saw from a Kogi in the past, which that dwindled very quickly. So right. Jared Culver. So there, there seems, there's a trend here with rookies that kind of show a glimmer or something and then sputter out by the time they hit year two. So, okay. I'm depressed. We'll we move on. What, what, what move on to what? <laughs> that Timberwolves is all I had left on the, on the docket. <laughs> Get me out of here. Uh, Oh, right. We did right. 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 We had something else. Me up from this nightmare. Okay. Okay. <laughs> right. So, so, uh, pre-podcast, while the podcast was still a figment of all of our imagination, the three of us, being NBA junkies that we are, we put together a, a preseason predictor. We predicted how teams would finish in terms of regular season standings, and then how players would finish in terms of all NBA. So we're gonna we're gonna throw the lists up. We drafted them. We're gonna mm-hmm. throw the lists up on our Twitter at Graze the Rim. So go look at that while you listen. And we're gonna just read off some highlights and mostly lowlights. So we're gonna start with teams. We did a, we did a snake draft. Pick went Josh, Seth, me. So Josh picked first, then Seth, then I picked two, and then back to Seth, and then Josh. So I'm gonna read off. What do you think? The first three rounds? Or yeah. First, let's first do three. Let's do three rounds. Okay. So it goes Josh, yeah, Seth, yeah, me. So Josh went Bucks. Seth went Clippers. I went Lakers and then Celtics. Seth went Nets. Josh went Heat, Nuggets. 
Seth went 76ers. I went Raptors. Now, um, I guess we can start anywhere, not just the ones we named. But I, I'll start with the ones that we named. And uh, Seth did very well. Uh, me and Josh not so well. I picked I picked two teams in the East that would I thought would do well, and Josh picked two teams, one team in each conference. Uh, Celtics Raptors. I, I I thought the Raptors would be decent because they've been weirdly good the last few years. Uh, not the case. Same thing with Celtics. And Josh, what, what was your justification for Heat Nuggets drafting? Oh, uh, just I mean, I think I was riding the high of just from what we'd seen in the bubble a little bit. That he obviously making the the NBA Finals. They had all the pieces back. They got Duncan Robinson, um, you know, best player in the league. But right. Um, so no, they're just but yeah. Um, but no, they they had a they had a solid roster. They had a good showing against the Lakers. They fought hard even with injuries and you know they made some games competitive and um oh yeah and jimmy butler just was playing out of his mind which he has this season since he came back and um after his injury as well but so the heat was just you know especially playing in the east i wasn't very high on wasn't near as high on the sixers um but yeah and then the nuggets jamal murray looked incredible in the bubble um plus Jokic is a stud you know mvp front runner you know at least in that, that conversation right there this year I don't know. So th- those were two teams that I thought the Bucks obviously playing in the East, right? Um, with the honest, that's just kind of that that's was justifiable kind of no for me. It sounds like yeah, you had your heat, you had your bubble goggles on. Yeah, I, my I actually on. I they actually were, thought you nailed the Bucks. I thought the Bucks was the best one. So that was pick a free one well, because okay. they've been so good in the regular season. Yeah, um, but now yeah. we got some actual real talent in the East now. So yeah, yeah. I, I didn't foresee all the the moves um, that had happened, especially. Um, with now, the Nets, but yeah, you said you got them, so I mean, um, you're gonna talk about that. Obviously, they're, they're probably yeah. gonna finish. Clippers, I would and, like Clippers and Nets w- are both gonna finish right there. I would like to talk about your your fourth pick right after the Nuggets. Uh, <laughs> um, yes. Didn't get to it. I'll I'll read off fourth uh, pick. I'll read up the fourth round. So it was <laughs> it was me, Seth, uh, Josh, and none of us nailed this one. To be fair, yeah. I picked Mavericks. Uh, Seth picked Pacers, and Josh picked. Uh, one Houston Rockets. Ooh, baby. Now, I assume that was Before justification time, because of James Harden was on their team. Yeah, at the time that was a a uh, a team and a roster that included James Harden. Right, right. Um, which which we have noticed here um, at this juncture point of the season is not the case. Mm-hmm. Um, we are the worst so without him. Uh, which is weird. You know, who would have thought? You know, you take one of the top seven eight players in basketball, you move them from your team, and your team is the only trailed by the Timberwolves in the West. So right. That's, right, for, that's me here, we're for me here, the most impressive thing on this whole list is, so each of us had 10 picks. Because we, we picked all 30 teams. Yes. So with the 28th pick, Robbie's last pick, he picked the New York Knicks. The playoff-bound New York Knicks. Exactly. I, I, I was going to say, so my top half is, like, so Seth, your top half is great. You went Clippers, yes. Nets, Sixers, Pacers, not so good. But Suns at five, which is yeah. like what fifteen, like middle of the pack, is awesome. They're top four seed. Uh, but you fell off hard. <laughs> uh, like for example, you took the Pistons with number eight pick while I there did. was still like eight teams left. You picked the Pistons and the did. Magic before them. Um, but yeah, I I was very bad up front. Like my two, three, four is Celtics, Raptors, Mavericks, who are all bad. Well, the East, the East is such a crazy scenario. Cluster, yeah. But uh, Mavericks looks bad. But I picked the Jazz at five, which is a steal. And then my last three picks were Spurs, Bulls, Knicks, and Knicks at 10. I, I remember picking, I had the last of the three picks, and it was Knicks, Cavs, Thunder were available. And I could not decide. I was like, why does it matter? <laughs> They're all garbage. I'll take none of them. I just picked the Knicks. And, like, I'm probably going to win this contest because my bottom teams are good. Yeah. And I got. Very lucky. I had no idea the Knicks. I, I was not confident in my Knicks pick. I don't want that to be misconstrued. I mean, I will say I nailed the Cavs waiting uh, to the end of the Cavs. You did, I mean, yeah. You nailed that one. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't – I mean, same with me. My, I, The Thunder, they're not going to make it. But when you're – yeah, they're only, what, three games, like three and a half games it looks like out of eight. They're not going to get there, but – uh, but yeah, oh no, they're going to keep. Definitely made the right. You made the right pick there with the, uh, yeah, for with the sure. Knicks were sitting right there at the what four or five seed or whatever in the East. So, um, but yeah, I don't know. The, the Timberwolves should have been should have been last. 
Yeah, they, you definitely reached for the Timberwolves. You took them at eight. To... <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Once you once you get a sip of that Kool Aid, man, it is strong. <laughs> it's intoxicating. It is. And then when you when you you know you're longing for a superstar to join Carnley Towns, and they finally get it, and you're like, oh, this is the year. Mm-hmm. And then they're both hurt. It's just like, yeah, naturally that would happen. And probably should have saw it coming. To be honest with you, at this point. So um, my strategy here was yeah, my, to collect as many. Are garbage <laughs> that's good i'm glad you said that my, go my, ahead Seth. my strategy here was to pick as many um middle of the pack east teams and just try to grab because one of them has to finish well right someone has to get the eight seed right, right. um but the hawks magic pistons calves um i think i went too far to the bottom of the east yeah are those are those the the four worst teams in the east uh the, i don't think the hawks i think the hawks are better wizards, than are, wizards are better or was it worse? Uh, yeah, yeah. Wizards are worse, and I still think the Hawks have a chance to to make it. I think it, so but, too. But good lord, but Magic Pistons, <laughs> Magic Pistons, Cavs. Those are the three worst. You got the bottom yeah. dwellers. Yes. Followed yeah. The, yeah. Followed by the Wizards and then Hawks. And Kings is not looking good in the, in the West. I think Pacers. I mean, Pacers will bounce back, but they will. They you you picked them pretty high. Yeah. Um, yeah, but like I said, I the picks that I was passionate about were bad. And then the Jazz were best available, and I got lucky. And then Spurs, Bulls, next. No clue any of them would be any good. Nailed it, though. So, I guess we'll see how that finishes. Uh, is it good? Are you guys ready to move to players? Yeah. So, so the, the formula for the players was how many? We picked eight players each for 15 spots. So, three NBA teams, three all NBA teams of five. And we were going to get bonuses if they were first team or MVP. Like so, you know, get more points for having first team, less points for third team. Same thing, snake draft. Uh, did we wait? Did we go same order, or is this just the order I wrote it down? No, this is same order. <laughs> okay, I, I think it was same order. Okay, so I'll do. What do you want to do? Do you want to do same thing, top three? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So Josh went Giannis, Seth went LeBron, I went Luca and Embiid, Seth went Anthony Davis, Josh went Durant and Steph Curry. Seth went Jokic, I went Damian Lillard. Um, I I just looking at it. Does anyone have any thoughts? I I think mine on paper was the weakest going into the season, but it doesn't, I don't, it doesn't look appear like to it at this point. Yeah, yeah. Just I thought, Embiid is just Embiid carries that. I mean, yeah, Luca for a while there was yeah, and Luca's still Luca. He's a, not quite what you know there to justify that pick, but at the time making the picks, no one would have not taken Luca. I don't think. Yeah, I I think Robbie nailed the Embiid pick after uh, didn't make an All NBA team the year before and to pick him fourth overall s- nailed it. I was I was back and forth on Embiid and Jokic and I don't know why I picked Embiid but I'm glad I did. I my literally my mindset was somebody's got to be in at center. Yeah, I don't right. think Anthony Davis will do it two years in a row. So I flipped a coin. Yeah, and so I was gonna grab whichever one you didn't and I went with Anthony Davis who is now not gonna. I mean yeah. he's gonna miss too much time. Yes, which sucks. Um, I did so. Bradley Beal was my sixth pick, and there has never been a player to lead the NBA in scoring that hasn't made an All NBA team. Okay, so I could, I I could snag that's one that's there. Fun. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So looking down, uh, Josh took Harden with number four. Uh, that looks like a good pick because I, I I don't I don't mm-hmm. see any reason he's not going to keep being awesome when Durant comes back. Again, uh, this list is on Grace the Room Twitter mm-hmm. at Grace the Room. Go check it out. Um, any anything else? Any any down there that you think have a good chance? I think your Kyrie pick was the was your eighth pick. It was the very last pick in the draft. I was like, yes. why not? Yeah. Yes, took Kyrie. He's got a chance. He was he hurt at the time? When we was he still hurt? I think he was healthy. Did I think he was it? just he... Nets Kyrie, and that's what we've seen what so far. Means, yeah, I no did taking knows. Jamal Murray before him has not <laughs> aged well. Um, t- hey, you had them the bubble goggles. He was I did have the it. bubble goggles. <laughs> well, He's right before bad. you picked Jamal Murray, I picked the Saboner, and so that should tell you all you need to know. Yeah, well, hey. he's an all star. He technically <laughs> was an all star. I will again. The problem was we were taking way more players than there were spots, so somebody's going to be way off. CJ McCollum did. Yeah, it was trending to be not terrible before he yeah. got hurt. Yeah, yeah. I was, you took him at the very the end. Day, yeah, when I when I. When he sent me this list, I was like, "Oh, CJ actually was—he was balling, but yeah, yeah. he's not going to get enough games." Brandon Ingram at six is bad. 
I don't know if there's yeah. any way to. But to is it as that. bad as Trey Young at five? That was for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh. No, Trey Young. So, so, so the snake would have gone. You took Trey Young before I took Ben Simmons, who yeah. was All NBA last year. Yes, I was so ready for the Hawks were making this jump. You, this okay, year. and Trey Young that's, would be the. I had bought it. in so much. Um, they let me down. Uh, yeah, time. that's true. I think. Donovan Mitchell won't make it. I took him at six, which was a reach at the time for sure. Not as much of a reach now. He no. won't make it, but there's just too many good guards. Uh, Josh took uh, Paul George with his seventh pick. I thought that was a good pick. It still looks like a decent pick. Mm. I don't know. There's just uh, there's just not enough spots. Why don't we tell you what? Why don't, on the fly, let's do it right now. I'm going to write it down. Let's try to give our All-NBA teams right now. Teams? Yeah. Well, like, let's, let's see. It's the season ended today. Let's do it. This is gonna make for Number, really okay, bad so, audio. <laughs> no, it'll be fine. So, so guards, uh, Steph. Any objections? And, and Harden. Steph and Harden. Yeah. Is it Steph or Dame? I guess is the question. It's Steph. Okay. okay. I think Steph. I mean Steph. Yeah. Okay. Then I'm, I think LeBron, uh, Giannis, or Durant. I'd say Giannis. Durant's gonna miss too much time. Oh, that's true. And then and Embiid. Then, Embiid. And then Embiid. Okay. Uh, second team is Dame. Second team's gonna be Dame. Dame and Luca. Luca. Yeah, I think so. So this is Durant, right? Yes, but do you put like? I would put Kawhi. Kawhi. I think. That's I what I'm Kawhi. Kawhi fit here. Yeah. And Jokic. We really talked about him. Jokic. Jokic. And Jokic. And then thirteen. Good luck. Ah, uh, see, this is hard. Um, <sighs> think about All Star. Who's All Stars? Uh. This, I mean, I'll give it to Beal, I guess. I don't. I don't know if like the team's to, so bad, it's hard to say he deserves it. But he's such big numbers. Jason Tatum potentially. I still but like I Ben Simmons on the I team. Don't, I don't know if is Tatum more deserving than Jalen Brown. <laughs> no, I was. I was telling Seth. I think Jalen Brown's the best Celtic. I, I don't Celtic. hate that. Yeah. Can we put Ben Simmons yeah. on there, please? That's fine. I wouldn't even admit him an All Star. I would say Paul George <laughs> over either one of the Celtics, though. Ooh, I don't they're know. Better than the Celtics, they, but 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 would, are they inclined to give the second best player on a team the spot? That's true. That'd be tough. That's true. Yeah, but uh, also but, uh, I mean, yeah. Tatum and, and Brown will probably steal votes from each other. Probably, who knows? Like they'll split the vote. I'm looking at this. Who they're... the hell is going to be the center on the third team? <laughs> Rudy Gobert. It's got to me now. It's going to be Rudy Gobert. Christian Wood. It's going to be Rudy Wood. Gobert. <laughs> Good pick, Josh. Uh, I'm, so I'm gonna uh, I'll go George Paul George you can put Paul George and Jason Tatum you think so I'm look actually I'm looking at this list I don't know who's deserving over them I know yeah Yikes. yeah Tatum and then and then, oh uh, god just bleep this out <laughs> I can't even think of his name last again Pick last again Rudy Gobert <laughs> So we've got our first team, Steph Curry, James Harden, LeBron James, Giannis, Embiid. I think Dame's the only one with a real, like you said, Durant's mm-hmm. missing too much time. Dame's the only one with a case to break in. So second team, Damian Lillard, Luka Doncic, Kevin Durant, Kawhi, Jokic. I feel really good about that. I do too. And then third team, Bradley Beal, Ben Simmons, Paul George, Jason Tatum, Rudy Gobert. That's I don't a, know. Like they might throw a bone. Up. They might throw a bone to Chris Paul again. Yeah. And be the, the the voters love him. I guess that is that's a that's a tough list to come. That third team's tough. Yeah. It is. Yeah. I'm just look. I just looked up uh, some NBC Sports preseason All NBA team guesses, and it's not. <laughs> it's way out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it, I mean, before the season, it was not way out there, but the way things have shaked out. Oh, but, right, right, especially right. with like like AD being hurt. And stuff yeah. like that. But one, oh god, yeah, we didn't leave Anthony Davis. Yeah, I, well, one guy's. I'm not putting Anthony Davis on. Young, I, I one guy's Trey Young on his second team All NBA. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Anthony uh, Davis is going to miss too much time. I know that's to yeah. even make an All NBA team. He better. Yeah. If he comes back early, I'm pissed. Don't take yeah. it from. What are the odds they put? Uh, they, they just put Zion in by somebody else. Uh, I hate it. I hate it. I can't believe he was a starter. Who picked? Oh, that's what I was. Okay, yeah. Can we talk about that for a sec? Well, yeah. We're gonna. This is the first podcast that we did today. We're gonna carry over. Who made Zion? Here's my two, three qualms. Who made Zion a starter? That was when my we, problem. And when we talked about how Mike Conley got picked, what they should do is they should release a list of the next three or something in order. 
beforehand. Yeah. So I don't want I don't want any colluding that Mike Conley gets in because there's a last minute reserve. Like, give me number. There's twelve All Stars. I know. I know for a fact. There's twelve. I know the number. Give me number thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. Well, I want to see the vote, so I know. I don't want any funny yeah, business. I agree. But yeah, why is that? Who picks Zion starter? Because he's a forward. He's a big I, guy. Yeah, I, don't I did not I understand don't, that. He's. I didn't vote for him a, as a starter. A meme player. He's not a meme player because he's actually good, but. Oh, how about that missed lob he had at the beginning of the game? Yeah. <laughs> Who was it that threw it to him? I have no uh, I think it was Chris Paul. No, not Chris Paul. He's not on the same team. It was There's a guard. No, it was Kyrie. It was Kyrie. It was a breakaway. Like Kyrie threw it off the backboard, and he just didn't catch it. He <laughs> forgot to catch it. That's no. tough. Yeah. It was, he was like the third youngest player to, to start in an all-star game on yeah, technicality. I, just, I don't get it. Like, I mean, throw James Harden in there. He was Rico the Bear. Bench player selected. He needs something. No, Gobert was on LeBron's yeah, team. Yeah, it's fine. You throw him a bone. <laughs> no one cares. Well, put him on the court. No one cares which team he's on. <laughs> I don't remember him playing. I'm sure he played in the All Star game. I don't remember him. Oh, can that. we can we talk about how LeBron has just been superior at drafting in the NBA? We sure can. All-Star we already mentioned games. it, but we've already, already done it. We've already done it because uh, you guys did that on the earlier one. No, go ahead. I'll talk about it. No, again. just yeah, no, four and zero. Yeah, four zero, and then like, I don't remember the years past besides last year when he was him and Giannis. But I just remember both years looking at the teams they drafted, and I was just like, "How did you draft KD? How did you draft that team? Like, how does LeBron James end up with Steph, Giannis, Luca?" I will like, say, God. in Durant's defense, it, he kind of got shafted because he, he wasn't playing, so he had to draft five, and then yeah. he just got the last two players yeah, <laughs> in the starters. Sense. So LeBron got to pick his fifth player while Durant still had two spots available. Like I said that, any forgiveness I want to give to KD is renounced when he took Devin Booker with the second reserve. And then what was it? Zion, Zach Levine, Julius Randle, back to back to back, while there were still Hall of Famers left and right. Yep, he had four. Yeah, those those are four straight picks. Booker, Zion, Levine, and Randle. Right. With Paul George, Damian Lillard, Chris Paul still. No, Damon was gone, but Chris Paul, Paul George, Jalen Brown. Jalen oh, underappreciated yeah. Brown. Demonis Sabonis was available. Yeah. He needs some size. <laughs> he needs some size. You tell me you don't you tell me you don't want the NBA skills challenge champion on your team. That's oh my right. god. That was I guess we didn't talk about that. I don't care. Luca phoned it in. <laughs> no yeah, so I would yeah. not believe Chris Paul Chris Paul missed the layup. Missed the layup. <laughs> Yeah, Luca was in his like Luca was in his warm up stuff, just like walking. Through yeah, just jogging. Yeah, it was, that yeah. was actually funny. Yeah, and then like we talked about, it, just blow out. I mean, the first quarter was competitive. Um, I think it was a one point game that first quarter. But yeah, LeBron didn't want any of KD's kids winning any money, or KD didn't want any of his own kids winning money. money. Probably that one. one uh, yeah, let's yeah. be honest. Bad person. <laughs> All right. Well, we I think we're good. Yeah. We've, we've, I'm, I'm optimistic on the Timberwolves continuing to be the worst run franchise in sports. Mm. And that's a, that's a question. What sports franchise is, is worse run than the Timberwolves? Can we name one? Uh, the Kings are per- currently might be on one right now. That's true. So the Kings are bad. I'm, I think I'm more optimistic about the Kings though. <laughs> they own their pick. That, <laughs> that is important. I mean, what other sports? The next, uh, the, the King, uh, the Texans in, in football, the Houston Texans. They're in a pretty yeah, bad they're spot. Looking, they're looking They've had some success, unlike the Timberwolves, but <laughs> they are very poorly run. And Josh, what about had, the hockey? Give me, give me it in hockey terms, since you're the hockey fan. Oh, oh that's not true. Okay. I couldn't All tell right. you. I couldn't All right. Really I'm, I'm, we're good. Are we, anything else? <laughs> Wrapping up. This has been long. Josh, I'm, thanks for joining us, pal. I think you lied. Yeah, of course. I think Robbie might be lying when he said we sold him on the Wolves, but besides that... Um, Everything's been checked off. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Hey, Josh, we say the words uh, Logan Martin, play us out. Yeah, well, Josh, what do you think of the song? Have you been listening? <laughs> it's a song. That was a takeaway from that. Say the words. Say the words. Say the words. Say the words. <laughs> you don't like it? Champion. So listen to. I tell this to. I'll tell this to you. I'll tell this to all our listeners. By the way, we're fading in at this point. This is going to be a gigantic fade in. It's already playing. Um, it's already playing. <laughs> uh, I might start. We'll just play it. In oh, yeah. This does, sound, this does sound. This does um, listen to the real song. And then listen to Logan Martin's version. 
no, no, listen to the real song lyrics. Like, on YouTube, look up the lyrics. So you can, like, or, like, watch a lyric video. And then listen to Logan Martin's version. And it will change you. <laughs> for the better. Josh, say the word. I didn't say for the better. I'm not going to promise that. <laughs> yeah, but go ahead. Logan Martin. Play that. Let's go. Ain't no way they can stop me now. Logan goes my way, yeah. I can feel my rain come now. It's the blood of a champion. I'm through some of my veins. Yeah. Too much pride to be running. I'm a kid when I can't anymore. Even if my blood, my sweat, and my tears don't mean nothing. It's the blood of a champion. It's the heart of, it's the heart of. And me, I'm the first pick, the first round. Sonny bonus profound. Playing for the hometown, ripping for the home ground. Get it, but like my career. Tell him again, it's but like my career. Heard what I said. The MVP, the game, intensity still the same. I'm shooting out from my range with Peyton Manning top aim. Can stop me from scoring, so the results are just hacking. So there's three of us now, me, AI, and Shaq. From the look to the eyes, I say Harbor Man with more heart than Hall Park on Valentine's Day. I'm the one that you've been raving about, my Ray Lewis. I think it's hard to go and change your route, cause you don't know if I'm blizzing or if I'm sitting in the Waiting on you to drop, trip, and drop back and throw up a pig, man. Ain't no way they can know. 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 Ain't no way they can stop me now. Broken calls on my way, yeah. I can feel my rain coming. It's the blood of the champion. Made on how I could twerk it. It's hard work, pays off, then easy work is worthless. My work habit ain't no heaven, man. I do it on purpose. I push myself to the limits and my talents will surface. So now it's curtains and trades on anybody who hates disliking what I'm reciting, biting what I've been writing. I've been dog biting, scratching, and clawing on every hate. Trying to make you remember me like you remember the times. Cause I'm a warrior. My daddy was a soldier. I Vietnam been with a dirty thought. I told you. I'm supposed to rip up your town in Teriosis. Hitting like vultures, man. I'm young, white, and rich. As good as it gets. And giving your point guard fierce. He thinks he's done seeing pressure, man. But he ain't seen. Shh. Ain't no way they can know. Ain't no way they can know. 